0: It's not worth winning if you can't win.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to the Cake Eaters Podcast. Your uh, go-to Muddy Ducks podcast. Today, we have another very special episode as we go through D1. Today, we're talking solely about the second greatest hockey team in movie history, and that's going to be the District 6 Hawks, the Edina Hawks. All right,
0: all right, all right. Brandon, it is time. Like you said, District 6, the Edina Hawks. The cake eaters are here
1: in the, full force. The original cake eaters.
0: Wow. It's it's time. We we've said it in previous posts. We are Hawks apologists through and through. And now it's time to take a deep dive into the former villain, current basement dweller. Current laughing the hawks. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, the the I'm grave still, injustice yeah. of game changers. How do, and change, just, and
1: how do you change the colors? How do you just... The changing of like, the colors. Like, making them a
0: trash team.
1: Yeah, ah. It's like making the Yankees come out in a pink uniform. It's fucking bullshit.
0: Yeah. But didn't they have the pink uniforms for like breast cancer awareness though?
1: Oh, like pink highlights. Yeah. But I'm talking, Mm -hmm. they, I'm talking to like they came out just like pink,
0: you know? I know, I know you were trying to make a point. I was just being a a dick.
1: (laughs) They, well, the, the, the Yankees for a while used to, used to not participate in those kind of things. Uh, Um, when George Steinbrenner was still alive, like I remember there was no fluff with Steinbrenner. No, no, no. And uh, because the MLB in like the late 90s, I think it was like 99, they had the turn ahead the clock promotion where a bunch of teams had like real futuristic, uh, jerseys uh, put out the the, Met, the Mets came out as the Mercury Mets because in the future they thought they were gonna you know be playing on Mercury nice but uh then the Yankees Vehemently, George Saturday runner and the Yankees vehemently opposed that and they didn't participate in it and then he died and I think is his family still involved I think his family still owns it right I think, his son, I think so. His son, I, son does it, but uh, but now I'm gonna be honest. I don't know shit about the Yankees. Yeah, but now that now they they gave in and now they're doing all the the pink for breast cancer, which is just a bullshit money grab. Don't support Susan J. Komen That's a that's a garbage charity. Just a heads up for everybody: garbage charity. Dude, if you wanna, I'm all for supporting breast cancer, but don't support Susan G. Komen That charity's bullshit. Go do your homework and find a a, a real reputable breast cancer charity. All right, so let me reel us back in here real
0: quick before we start <laughs> ravaging through <laughs> the the ins and outs of charities and you know the ethical or unethical behavior of such organizations. So, but I understand your point there. It would be like the Yankees coming out in like royal blue uniforms. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. It hurts yep. your eyes. But let's dive back in. We're talking Hawks. We're talking cake eaters and Brandon. I have set a little special treat for the listeners here because I actually oh, have the okay. multiple definitions of cake eaters. Okay. It's it's okay. the namesake of our podcast, it's near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. And I want to kick you off with the Merriam-Webster definition of cake eater. And you're gonna love this. It is, and I quote, an effeminate party going dandy. Let me hit you with that one more time, Brandon. <laughs> Okay. Quote-unquote, from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, a cake eater is an effeminate party-going dandy. You heard it here
1: first, folks. That's a, that's a lot to unpack. I feel like having effeminate and dandy in the same definition is a bit redundant. Agree. Um, but, you know, who am I to say? I'm not Merriam-Webster. So.
0: I... So I also forget that like dandy used to be a legitimate insult for, for people. Yeah, <laughs> wow, oh yeah. That guy's a real dandy over there. You know, <laughs> just not, not used anymore, but yeah, that's just, uh, I, I thought that the listeners would love the Merriam Webster definition. It's in the dictionary,
1: mm-hmm.
0: our show, but how cake eaters applies to our show let me hit you with that real
1: quick, Brandon. It I mean, is, I I feel like you know, that, de- that that definition applies to our show. It's a, I mean,
0: <laughs> it's we're just a couple yeah, of feminine yeah. party going bimbies. <laughs> you there, know, there's a, a, there's a lot of
1: too far off people I went to. Yeah, there's a lot of people I went to elementary school that would say that's pretty spot on. You
0: know, <laughs> it's just, you know, I mean, we did love to have a good time. <laughs> you know, out in out in Denver, whether it was Red Rocks or well, especially Red Rocks, but yeah. you know, it's just can't, listeners. If you're out there and you are looking for one hell of an outdoor concert going party venue, Red Rocks is for you. Yep, get your dandy on. Yeah, <laughs> go go be an effeminate party going dandy at Red Rocks. It'll it'll change you a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so how it applies to our show. <laughs> Is it is well known Minnesota slang, and it refers Mm -hmm. to people who live in Edina, hence the Hawks, um, which is a suburb of Minneapolis. For those that that don't know, Um, and a cake eater is a saying um, for a person who is so rich they can have their cake and eat it too.
1: See that that yeah that's I've never heard the dandy definition the the being able to have your cake and eat it too is how I always understood it and yeah. It's a, it's, uh,
0: it's a much more popular nomenclature. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, yeah. As you, as you mentioned, it's, it's a very Minnesota thing. I believe if you Google cake eater, like Minnesota slang is the first thing that pops up and it's, yeah, it's about the, the Adina Hawks.
0: Man. But the Merriam Webster definition is great too. And we talked about it in a previous episode. Uh, this, this very phrase can have negative impact on cake consuming habits in the future.
1: You know, you mentioned, I still don't don't eat, I don't eat cake. Um, And yeah, like I mentioned, subconsciously, I think this, this has a lot to do with it. Because you don't,
0: you don't want people walking by and just, well, now it's okay for us to be known as cake eaters, but as youths, we didn't want, we didn't want that. uh, Didn't want that smoke as the youths would say.
1: No, it was was not about that life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Especially <laughs> um, the, the the trouble you ran into though is like if you were hitting up a birthday party, right? And you you want to make sure you get enough, you have enough cake, right? Like uh, two, you want two slices, right? So you're going in there and you're grabbing two right out the get go because you don't want to come back and have you know no option for seconds. So you grab two cakes, two slices of cake. So you and you take it to your table, and now what are you doing? You have enough cake. Or, or how's it go? You have uh, a. <laughs> you
0: can have your cake and have, eat it too. I can,
1: I can have a slice of cake and then I can eat a slice of cake too. That's how. That's how rich it is. That's uh. So you got to be careful at those birthday parties. You don't wanna take too much cake. Yeah. Label the cake eater.
0: So I understand where you were going, but I don't think using like those birthday party cakes was a good example. They're usually not worth going back for seconds. Like you got to really I'm really picky about my my cake, like an angel food cake, uh, maybe like a German chocolate cake. Uh, you know, oh my, you know, like a better than sex cake. Have you ever had one of those? Um, right, no. I can't remember what's the in only, it.
1: The only cakes I really fuck with are uh, ice cream cakes, like from Gary Queen that was the goat that was the goat yeah those those aren't bad you know good dairy queen ice cream and, and those, like when they those, would do like those? the fun decoration on top you yeah. know and like those you ones can, you got to grab both slices at, at once because that shit's going to melt you got to yeah. get there quick
0: <laughs> then you end up with uh with soup instead yeah <laughs> <laughs> ice cream cake soup so anyway i mean that's a that's a good cake breakdown but you know i'm just mm-hmm. i'm very specific with my my cakes i can't handle like those really cheap like birthday cakes that they yeah. get Hard pass every time.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I don't even really eat any of the fancy cakes. Um, I'm a cake snob. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a place uh, called Better Than Sex. It's a dessert bar restaurant here in Savannah, and they have some delightful cake desserts that I've thrown down on. But it is okay. Okay. very rich. Like one was like it was like a bread pudding, like cake type uh, of thing with vanilla yeah. bean ice cream. Very rich. Very That's rich. So uh, all right. All right. All right. So let me, <laughs> let me rein us back
1: in from that's, the cake that's, eating. That's too rich it. for my taste. You know, <laughs>
0: it, it, it really was. But then there was <laughs> another one with like a, it, it was like, a, like an apple crisp, apple pie crumble with the vanilla bean ice cream and like caramel drizzle. It's great. It's good okay. stuff. So, so it's, it's
1: a pie, a pie, then not a cake. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can, know, that's, it's an can, American I can, classic. I can do that. I can mess around with pie. Yeah.
0: It's, I, I'll be honest. You with know where you it's really good. Is,
1: is the cheesecake. That's what che- cheesecake is great, but I am
0: a pie person cheese- through and through. Like oh, I am yeah. a pie guy, Brandon. Remember, we a, did I'm, we, I'm did you go either. to the uh, pie and ice cream social with me in Wayne, America when we went back for Chicken Days?
1: I, I think we did. I love a good yeah. pie and
0: ice cream social, man. Think, Get some of that we, homemade. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we did. Maybe like a homemade peach, maybe a little strawberry rhubarb. That's that's Big yeah, Mike's favorite. A little strawberry rhubarb <laughs> pie with ice cream. To throw down,
1: <laughs> I think. I think I remember going to the, the the pie and ice cream social. Yeah, for for the listeners out
0: there, if you're not from beautiful, lovely small towns in the Midwest, uh, yeah, you, you want to talk
1: about? Go a find cake. a pie and ice cream social. You want to talk about a cake eater town? That's way in Nebraska.
0: Oh come on, no way! That's salted
1: <laughs> earth right there.
0: <laughs> um, all right, all right. So let's bring us back. <laughs> we're talking Hawks let's let's first talk about uh two of the players two of the the non banks players um mm-hmm. and we want we started out with uh, first on a sad note where and brandon you're gonna have to grab his
1: name for me because i'm forgetting it off the top of my head um, so, but so michael ohms I think michael that's how you, ohms that's how, i think that's how you pronounce his last name it's ooms yep. ohms ooms something like that and I he apologize. played the character mcgill mcgill
0: uh, and he, who is best known for my favorite line where larson turns to him and says what did you do after he took out banks and he says my
1: job yes he the, 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 the ultimate soldier as i like to call him just ah, doing t- do, just taking orders and doing his job the like, riley well, disciple yeah
0: yeah the guy the guy just lived and breathed all things coach Riley told him and he yes. became a hell of a hockey player for it
1: yeah absolutely um mm-hmm. but but so so Michael Ooms, uh he uh recently passed away yeah uh on I believe it was January 21st or 22nd 21st right January twenty first, he had been he'd been battling with with some pretty serious cancer for yep. for about a year, I think, or so. Something and then like Finally, that. finally passed away. So rest in peace. Our condolences yep. to to Yeah. Um, R.I.P. McGill, his, man. His mom, who was also in uh, in in the Mighty Ducks series, so so Michael was in in D one with McGill, yeah. and then uh, both him and Larson are in uh, D two during the beginning, the over, the beginning of D two for <laughs> for a hot second. When yeah. Fulton Fulton pantses them And ties them to a tree <laughs> Yeah it's great stuff um, But so So Michael's mom Is also Michael's mom is in D1 She plays the The principal That, uh, that they quack at um, No uh, Yeah her name is Claudia Wilkins um, so Oh she I plays, love that That's She plays the principal recall. And then okay. she's also She's also in D3 She plays one of the teachers At uh, Eden Hall So oh, D1 and D3 in, I like I, And I I like to believe That it's Character
0: You know Yeah Wow that's the same character. Yeah. Just, just goes goes from just gets sick and tired of those people quacking at, kids, quacking at yeah, her. And so she shit. goes and
1: teaches at a private at the one of the best private institutions in the country. Yeah. Oh man, that's a big upgrade for yeah. her. There, <laughs> those <clears throat> snoot nosed
0: bastards aren't quacking at her anymore. <laughs> um,
1: well, <laughs> jokes on her they found her you know <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah that's true she did you, did you
0: imagine the trauma it's like no it's if, that,
1: if, if that's that, the that reason, conway that's, kid again yeah. if that's the reason you quit because fucking kids are quacking at you so you go to a private school and yeah. then three years later they show up at the private school
0: <laughs> <laughs> charlie has a reputation yeah that fucking conway kid man yeah. i just don't want him in my class he'll start quacking at you yeah
1: well and, and he was he was a real fucking uh piece of shit in d three that's what he oh liked. yeah so you know, him and, and Hookie, and he's bad-mouthing everybody
0: yeah that's when they were crushing rides at the mall of america and then were uh then barfing because they yep. were crushing mm-hmm. some some snacks too <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, I get it, though. I just went to, we went to Universal uh, for Christmas. That's what we did for Christmas yeah. instead of doing gifts, which is super fun. But my equilibrium is not what it once was, the inner ear. that uh, There were a couple rides that shook me up a little bit, and it took yeah. me a while to, to recover from that bad boy.
1: I definitely stay away from all the spinning rides now. I could never really do them before, Heath. Yeah. Like teacups, not my fucking thing. Yeah, never, never about it. But now, now, especially there's no way I would do the teacups.
0: Yeah, there was this um, the the like one of the Hogwarts adventure rides and it was like mm-hmm. one of the 3D ones. And so like you were in a seat and it would like lift you up and then you would be on a screen and it would like shake you around oh, and, like, go yeah, up yeah. and down and back and forth. And we got off of that. And I was like, oh, man, I need to get a very light snack and hold on to something for a second, because that just shook me up like so hardcore, but need a need a hard um, reset after that, <laughs> Yeah, but it was still an absolute blast. My favorite is the men in black ride where you can shoot the aliens, okay. but mm-hmm. the, the, like then I look around and there's little kids just crushing it and like, getting, oh, yeah. like, 10 times what I got. And it's just, you know, that aim isn't there. You know, that that yeah. duck hunt aim you're, didn't you're... translate my 30s, man.
1: Yeah. Your reaction time's a little slower now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> just not quite there. I was having a few beers too, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a few beers at most Tavern.
1: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. Universal's great, man. You gotta did get you, the two park passes. Did you go. get any butter beers? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, it's so like, but for all of our listeners out there, go talk your parents into going to Universal, go in the off season, go in like <laughs> December. T- talk
1: your parents into it. Oh, well, talk I, your parents into it. I don't it. think we have a ton of kids listening to this show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Adults, go as adults. It's way better, you know? Yeah.
1: But still, mm. still talk your adult, your parents into letting you go as an adult. Yeah. You know. say, yeah. Exactly. Bring, you bring gotta, your parents. You got to get parents. that parent yeah. parental permission for for universal, regardless of your age.
0: Exactly. You're getting carted everywhere you
1: go, (laughs) but it is
0: an absolute blast. They've got Simpsons. They've got men in black. They've got a Marvel section. You know, they've got Hulk rides. They've got Jimmy Fallon, your boy. They've got one (laughs) of his rides, you know, they've got like all the old stuff that they used to do for universal. And then of course, Harry Potter, (laughs) they've got the one side with Diagon Alley. And then they got the other side with Hogsmeade. It's just uh, not that I'm like, a trying to do an ad for universal it's just that i went and it was pretty pretty dope i got fred weasley's wand r.i.p fred uh, you know, yeah, um yeah. you know it's just uh got his wand. it's great great stuff <laughs> Cause they're interactive, Brandon, you, you wave the yeah, wand and yeah, shit moves. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's great. But you know what humbles you really quickly when you're trying to do it and then you can't fucking do it. And so you're like, all right, whatever. It's it's not working. And then a, a six-year-old walks up and, and does it on their first try. That's, that's, that'll yeah. humble you real quick. Yeah. It's Leviosa. <laughs>
1: it's,
0: it's Leviosa, not <laughs> la, Leviosa. Uh, anyways. All right. Sorry. I went way off the rails there <laughs> back uh, the but we're, we're back back to the Hawks back to McGill and Larson and uh so they're they're the Banks BFFs one of mm-hmm. one another highlight that I just want to bring up and I know we've talked about it a couple times before but it's just it's so good when the Ducks find the Sports Illustrated and the Hawks mm-hmm. uh, it's when we're introduced to Fulton
1: right um and the Hawks well, introduced, but that's when he makes it his his grand entrance
0: yeah, that's like his first interaction with the Ducks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the hawks are rollerblade in and they whip one of the uh sports illustrated out of their hands. He's like, Does your mommy know you have that? Yeah. God, that's yeah. good
1: stuff. And that's uh, what that's what yeah, Larson comes in. Larson's the one who rips it and goes, Does your mommy know you have that? Um And then I think it's Larson. And then McGill uh, Carp is like, hey, that's mine. And McGill comes in with, you wouldn't even know what to do with it. Oh, man. You know, and then is, that's
0: where they they hit him with, like, uh, no, she was too busy with the mailman.
1: Oh, yeah. Ba- the ba- that's Banks's line. Too busy with the mailman. Uh, <laughs> crushes it. Just... Uh-
0: it's it's some great uh some great elementary bullying right there by the Hawks. Classic, dude. Yeah, Classic. just circling them up. And then and then I love that they they shove carp in the trash and then Fulton shoves all three of them on top of carp in the trash. Yeah,
1: he just picks them up and throws them right on top of carp. Right. Um yeah, that's uh that's great stuff. And you know, McGill actually
0: be I feel, at least personally, McGill kind of takes over bank spot on the Hawks as the leader. You know, when, when Banks gets moved over to the Ducks.
1: Well, I think, I don't know. I, I think McGill was always the leader. Because I know, even ben, when Banks comes over to the Ducks, he's, you know, he's a he's a quiet, reserved kind of guy. I feel like he was like that on the Hawks as well.
0: So you feel like McGill was always the, the leader, it was just Banks was the star?
1: Yeah, yeah, or or maybe Larson, maybe Larson was the leader.
0: Yeah. Because Larson, okay.
1: Larson's the one who always talks first. He's the one who calls them girls on, when they're That's on the true. bench. That is maybe, true, so maybe Larson is the leader. and before he sees kind of because at the end he when he when they fuck up banks, yeah, I sees like the that, true colors, the true colors of Riley. So that's I think that's where McGill yeah. takes over as the leader. but yeah, banks was he I mean, he's a real quiet, reserved kind of kid. I feel like he was always like that on the banks or on the Hawks, um, even though he, you know the best player, he's not necessarily the leader. Mm. yeah,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. That happens sometimes as we're talking McGill and Larson, kind of the, the, the gruesome twosome, you might call them. The, the gruesome twosome. <laughs> you, like, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I got a question for you, Brandon. I'm going to throw okay. this one at, at, at you real quick. Coming in hot. Since they are a bad guy dynamic duo, kind of, who is your favorite movie bad guy dynamic duo? Gruesome twosome, if you will. Oh, f- f- specifically from a movie yeah, or movies, TV shows, just wh- whatever. Who who okay. would you consider some of your favorite uh, di- like evil duos?
1: Evil duos, evil duos. I'm trying to think of some duos.
0: Do you want me to kick you off? I have, I have a few but, here. Do you want me to kick you off with a,
1: with a couple softballs ball. that you're probably not going to think of? So, so I, the the one that the one that comes immediately to mind, although I don't know if I would choose them as as like the best, is is Team Rocket, and that's if you wanna if you wanna count them as a duo. I we can we can throw Meowth out of the. He's not, you know, Team Rocket is it's it's Jesse and James.
0: Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Listen, Meowth doesn't have any part of the introductory song for Team Rocket, so I feel like like if he's not yeah, he does. Really he, comes,
1: he comes in at the very very end, right?
0: yeah he so he basically doesn't count you know what i mean so that's i I, said team rocket is is jesse and james the dynamic duo okay i like that
1: that. that's the only one i can think of off the top of my head okay so so
0: let me give you two kind of like ones that you might not think of well one that you might and one that you might not uh so joker and harley quinn
1: i feel like uh, that's a good
0: that's a bad guy dynamic duo one that people might not think about that i just kind of like is uh baroness and destro little gi joe
1: right over my head i don't know what any of those words mean no
0: okay never mind oh you know what
1: you know what i just thought of since we were talking about uh world of Harry potter crab and goyle oh Oh.
0: yeah there you go crab and goyle that's a good one brandon i love that uh okay here's a couple disney ones for you okay Iago and Jafar. Ooh,
1: Aladdin. that's a good one. That's a good one.
0: Right? And I, I yeah. uh, so I, I like that one. Uh, Smee and Hook. Okay. okay, You know what I mean? And not just the cartoon one, but the Robin Williams hook. Did you did you ever get down on that one as a kid? Oh, I was, I, I remember that. yeah. It's been a while, though. Oh, man. Listen, for that's one that you need to go back and watch, Brandon. That's, that's a gold right there. But... <laughs> My personal favorite from the Disney realm is Kronk and Yzma from. Oh, Emperor.
1: that yeah. is that's the best one. that's it. Uno. That's it.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Squeak, squeak, uh, squeak and squeak. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Kronk is the yeah. absolute. Kronk is probably one of the most underrated Disney characters of all time. Well, maybe yeah. not that underrated. He did get his own like show and movie, I think.
1: Yep, and yeah, yeah, you're right. I think uh Isma and Kronk, that's number one for sure. Yeah, it's like you mentioned he gets his own spin-off. He gets I think he gets a movie and a TV show, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Although and that's when he becomes a good guy, though.
0: Ex- so. Exactly, because he's just absolutely so endearing. Like when he's when he's the chef and he's preparing all the all the meals, and then it's they say it's Isma's birthday. That's it's just gold. Cool. Everything yeah everything that he does is gold in that <laughs> or like when he prepares the meal with the poison for
1: yeah
0: for Cusco. and oh, oh my spinach puffs <laughs> yeah he's oh, yeah. man, man Kron- Kron- gold gold absolutely gold. okay so that kind of wraps up mcgill and larson the gruesome twosome as i like to refer to them as uh just a, a couple top shelf top tier hawks yeah Shout out McGill, shout out Larson. Yep, you know,
1: some of the some of the best cake eaters to ever to ever play the game. Yeah.
0: Honorable mention the Banks family. Since his dad is so <laughs> yeah. dedicated to the Hawks that he the- actively roots against his son, yeah, in the championship. We're
1: game. decked out in Hawks gear. What
0: a <laughs> fucking asshole. <God. laughs> I I'll never get over that.
1: Like, I feel like that
0: does not get enough. Play for what a terrible parent that guy was for t- choo- choosing team over family.
1: Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty rough. That was, you that know, was that was a bad look. That's a bad look. You know who would
0: have never accepted him? Fast and the Furious family would have never flown there. That's family over everything. What was his name Dom Toretto? Yeah, but it, I mean, family. Over everything, Brandon. Yeah, not fucking Hawks first, they, but
1: they—they might—they might forgive him though. They—they—they they forgive a lot of people. That's true. <laughs> that's know? true. Like in, in Fast and <laughs> Furious
0: there, twenty five, they will all have eventually turned bad guys and
1: good. Yeah, guys. Like, I mean, you have J- Jason Statham. Um, he—he he yeah, he had the face turn. That's right. He, they thought he killed Han, and then you know he was part of the team in in a movie and a half.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs> And Hobbs and Shaw. They had a spin-off with The Rock.
1: Oh, dude, I fucking love that movie. Hobbs and Shaw is a great movie. I'm a uh, I'm, well, I'm a sucker for Fast and the Furious so though. I love it,
0: and I'm a sucker for The Rock. Anything that guy touches is gold.
1: Did you see? Did you see? Um, this is I think it was a couple days ago, because um, I think they're 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 writing um, Fast Ten right now, and so okay. they're getting ready. Uh, I think they're they're getting ready to go into production, or whatever, and um, um, because. I think it was the eighth movie where Vin Diesel and the rock had a big blow up. And then the rock was yeah. like, the, they, they." the rock wasn't going to do any more fast movies. That's why they gave him Hob- Hobbs and Shaw with the spinoff. Yeah. But so like a couple of days ago, Vin, uh like, I think he went to Twitter um, to like, <laughs> he like publicly asked the rock to come back for fast 10. He was like, he should come back for fast 10. It's what Paul would have wanted. It's what, you know, I think he even brought up Paul's kids or some shit like oh that. Oh my
0: gosh, dropping the Paul Walker bomb on
1: yeah, him! Yeah, he's like, it's what Paul Little wanted. You should come back for ten. And The Rock was just basically like, Nah, I'm good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He's too busy shooting his genius TV show, Young Rock. Oh, I forgot. He's I forgot that's happening. Oh, oh. <sighs> Did you watch season one? It's okay. It's... Oh,
1: season one already came out. I, I didn't oh, yeah. it was already out. Oh no, I not oh, yeah. I haven't it's seen any bad. of it.
0: It's, yeah. it's fun. It doesn't, I because like I want all the wrestling, right? Like that's all yeah. I care about, but it goes into like so much more than that. Like it talks a lot about his time in Miami for the I hurricanes. Found- Cause that was the championship football team when they, mm-hmm. fortunately they beat the, the Huskers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in there, you know, but anyways, do love some rock? We could, could talk <laughs> all day about Jumanji. Central Intelligence is my favorite rock that's an movie. Okay, one that's a good one. Oh my god, because he plays the the super dorky, insane guy It's like obsessed with unicorns and fan, yeah. fanny packs. Uh, man, and Kevin Hart was the the cool guy in school. It's well, rock's
1: classic, you know. I I, I, just, I love that Vin Diesel came out was <laughs> like he played the the Paul Walker card.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good card to play, I guess. I just I don't know.
1: I guess I don't know if you play it over Twitter though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little but, impersonal.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, all right, all right. Let me let me rein back in again, really quick,
1: because okay, let's let's let, let's go to the, the meat of the hawks here. Let's start talking about the meat of the hawks. Let's talk about Coach Riley, the the great Coach Riley. Coach.
0: Jack Riley mm-hmm. played by the wonderful Lane Smith and listeners you might recognize him from two of my favorites uh, that he acts in uh, number 1 Red Dawn the uh, Patrick the, Swayze the classic original. the OG Great. well cuz they they remade it it's not it's definitely not as good but you know they they put a Hemsworth in there the one of the dudes mm-hmm. from Nick and Josh I can't or Drake and Josh I think Josh from Drake and Josh uh-huh. Oh, the Nickelodeon yeah, yeah. show, he overacts in it a little bit, and that kind of yeah. like, you know, he just wasn't ready for an action flick. But man, the original, very yeah. very raw kind of kind of movie. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a great one to go back and watch. You know, just just in case you ever want to think about what it would be like if the U.S. got invaded.
1: So, As a that was a real threat back then with with with, uh, with Russia, I yeah. think that, that that's why the remake you know lost a lot of its its is because I don't think you could like the 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 Cold War like scare because uh, that came out like what early eighties, yeah, it like felt that,
0: re- it felt realistic like that the U.S. could get invaded, and now yeah, it, yeah. Just, it was, that was
1: yeah, yeah now now yeah you lose you lose that gravitas you know it's it doesn't it doesn't have the same the weight it doesn't have the weight to it
0: yeah conspiracy theorists would tell you that the u.s is already in trouble brandon
1: Oh well i mean every, every everybody everywhere is in trouble Heath. doomsday yeah. it's upon us yeah yeah no, newsflash everybody <laughs> things aren't going well
0: <laughs> you know it's just it's fine it just, just just my as long as you just mind your just own business keep, keep living
1: on, your life you'll keep be on
0: swimming Yep, let's keep on keep trucking. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> but, but okay, and so the sec- Red Dawn, cinematic classic. But then mm-hmm. the second one, which I just probably watched more than I should have as a kid, was Son in Law, the Polly the Polly Shore classic. Yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely loved everything about the movie Son in Law because yeah. uh, he <laughs> Lane Smith played uh, the the love interest of Polly Shore's dad. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I <laughs> munching on some grindage. Oh, oh. Poly, Poly- oh. Shore's run in the '90s is something else. That biodome is a classic Bio-Dome's in the army. Good. Now is a classic. Encino I- Man, which put him on the map. Yeah. Encino Man.
1: I like just. It. I just missed like the the whole Poly Shore run. Okay, um, a bit so too I, young. Not, a bit too young. I'm not huge Poly Shore guy. Although I do. The uh, the character he plays in the Goofy movies, uh, oh, the leaning tower of cheese. Yeah, uh, that that that's, it's fantastic. The, those two those two movies I feel like are underrated Disney classics. Oh, Oh, yeah. one hundred percent Powerline.
0: Are you kidding oh, me? Dude. So Brandon, Brandon, remember we are going to break down a Goofy movie because Portman right plays the singing voice
1: yeah. of Goofy. Yes, Port- yeah, Portman or, or uh, Goopy's son, Max. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Portman's the the singing voice of Max. And so we're definitely, uh-huh.
0: definitely breaking that down. I, you know what? I've I've yeah. been seeing some Powerline T shirts coming out recently. I need to pick up one of those because you know I'm going to
1: be seeing eye to eye on that, Brandon. Yeah, well, we're definitely few movie for sure. Yeah, because because of Portman. All um, right, so. But back to back to, to to coach Jack Riley. So so I want to go through, um, uh, just how dominant he was as as a Pee Wee hockey head coach. Okay, you got some stats for us. I love it, stat heads. Listen, so I, I I yes, I got some, I got some breakdowns here for you. So so it's mentioned. So so the the opening scene we have is the nineteen seventy three Pee Wee state championships, right? This is the 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 famous season where uh they get runners up because because Bombay lets his whole fucking team down. You know, his his dead the yellow dad banner he dunks it off down. the post. Yep.
0: Let's the, the, let's the dead dad down. The de, the dead dad doink. That's what we're calling it. Dead dead oh, doink. My god because you know your dad wishes he could be here,
1: Gordon. Yeah, Go make him proud.
0: Something and great you know what, to say to you know a Bombay, 10-year-old before. You know what,
1: Bombay, you didn't do it. You didn't do it.
0: Wow, you just you let you know what else He's, he he says, remember this. If you you're not just letting me down, you're letting the whole team down. Yeah. <laughs> not just your dead dad.
1: Yeah, not, not just, just me, dead... <laughs> the whole team. Everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: all these, no pressure. All these, all these parents in the stands, letting them down too. <laughs> no. Good god, uh, No fucking pressure. Um, but, but so so that's the 73 runner-up season. But so if you look at the banners uh throughout Parade Arena, which is the the home of the Hawks, the Atlanta okay. Hawks. You have state champs in 71, state champs in 72, runners up in 73, and Ooh. then and then state champs from 94 all the way to 1991. Wow. Wow. Dynasty. An absolute dynasty. dynasty. And we and we got to shout
0: out the fact that for some ungodly reason they decided to put their runner-up banner to be yellow
1: yes that's so that's that's how i knew that because a couple of the banners are blocked like 1971 is blocked yeah um, but you can see the color and it's blue so it's like okay that's the state championship it's not the (laughs) runner-up so that's how i was able to did that's like the colors is how i was able to do the these uh these this this dynasty run here but 74 to 91 what is that is that 18 years, 19 years, 18, 18, 18 18, years, 18 straight, dude. That's, that's a, that's a whole adult. Yeah. It's that's, that's somebody who can vote. one every (laughs) fucking year. They can buy cigarettes. Yeah. (laughs) Like or vapes, I guess. People don't smoke cigs
0: anymore. It would
1: have, it would have been 21. Would have been 21 in a row. If fucking Bombay didn't let, let the whole fucking state down.
0: Yeah. It's all on his tiny shoulders, and then he just doinks it. Was it to the right? To the left? Left. Left crossbar. Left crossbar. Left, uh, it to the left.
1: Left post. There's only one crossbar that it goes across. You know, <laughs> makes <laughs> sense. But yeah, he was he was trying to go bardowski's and he missed.
0: Ah, uh, uh, and just that pep talk, and it just goes so <laughs> limbs and in infamy as one it's of for the- for
1: sure the worst pep talk. In the history of the world,
0: like the most toxic
1: youth sports pep talk the, in the history best, of sales. so the best the best part uh, the because this is why I love that Lane Smith. Lane Smith crushed this role because you can. T- he does such a good job, like during that pep talk, that you can tell that like Jack Riley thinks it's like the greatest. He's he's given the best speech ever. He's like, this yeah. is what's gonna do it. This this, <laughs> this um, kid is gonna be fired. Up. Is is what's gonna fucking get him to to score the goal. And then yeah. the, the so he ruined he ruins his kid's life. Right, he yeah. ruins Bombay's life. He he makes him not like hockey anymore. Yeah, but then so. <laughs> Uh, for the first game when the Ducks are playing the Hawks, Bombay's in there and uh, Jack Riley sees him and he yeah. walks up to him and he goes, Bombay, is that you? Are you coming to yeah. see your old coach? And he's got the biggest smile in the world. This mother thinks Bombay loves him. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He can't, he's like, he can't what He fathom. got to kid on the
0: team or something? When yeah. he tells
1: him he's district five. Yeah. He, Jack Riley is so narcissistic and self-involved that he can't fathom that Bombay doesn't like him. He's like, obviously, he's here to visit me because I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to this kid.
0: <laughs> I made him the successful
1: psycho lawyer that he is today. I mean, he he did. He did. with uh, And Bombay says that, I think, in D3. When, yeah. he's talk, when he's talking to Charlie, he mentions that. He's like, I took that attitude. And, you know, I became a really successful uh, lawyer. But, then, you know, I got a DUI and my life got ruined. And then I found you guys. let's also not forget about your favorite moment in that
0: first movie when right out of the gate riley hits him with a run it up run it up yeah right
1: right right after the first goal (laughs) he
0: just wants
1: to throat stomp them as soon as possible yeah he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin this kid's life again Yeah, let's just let's let's run it back and ruin it again um speaking but, of really shitty uh,
0: pep talks to Bombay. Can I give you the IMDB quote I pulled? Because yes, it yes. is it's the best it oh, the great one. It is a fucking gem. And I'll try to do my best right impression. This is
1: this is what he says. So it's after he steals <clears throat> banks, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it's yeah. is it in the the Ducksworth Law Office? No, no, no. It's at the it's uh-huh. at the arena because he goes to the Hawks arena that's with, right, the, that's right. with the official and he's like He's like, "Hey, Banks is a duck now. Either he plays with us, or you forfeit every game." And then he, and then Bombay starts walking away, and that's and he when he chases him down. Chases him down.
0: So, thank you for setting that scene. You know, mm-hmm. we're in the ice rink. Riley is just chased down. Bombay grabs him by the shoulder, yanks him around, and says, "Why'd you turn against me, Gordon? For six years, I taught you how to skate, taught you how to score, touch you how to go for the W. You could have been one of the greats, and now look at yourself." You're a, you're you're not even a has been. You're a never was. Damn. Whew. Hit him with it. Never, That's that end too. Was. I kind of botched it for a second, but you're not even a has been. You're a ne- you're a never was.
1: Whoa. Yeah. It's, you're a fucking nobody. Cutting deep, dude. Big old fat zero. Yeah. You're you're a nobody, Bombay. I'm the dude with 18 straight Minnesota state PB championships. Yeah. I'm the godfather of hockey, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he, d- he does have more of a claim than Bombay does. Bombay has one state championship, one junior Goodwills game championship. That's not, uh, a, that's not a lot.
0: <laughs> it's just, and I like, think about the pep talks he gave Gordon. That was as an adult, the dead dad as a kid,
1: like, I mean,
0: just oh, always
1: cut, cutting deep, dude. Just you.
0: always fucking
1: psychological I, so warfare. What what I what I love about that quote is what what how he starts it off when he asks what when did you turn on me or why did you turn on me? Yeah, why he's, did you turn against me Gordon? he's just now realizing that Bombay doesn't like him? He's like, yeah. What happened? I thought
0: we were cool, bro. Yeah, like I thought we were buddies when I was kicking <laughs> the shit out of your team and like popping my collar at you. Oh, oh yeah. that is one thing we have to mention too, the Riley. Collar,
1: collar
0: pop, yeah. mm-hmm. wow! Just it with the Letterman, the coach's Letterman jacket. Yeah. He
1: had a collar and on the, pop. And then the all right, all right, all right. Yeah,
0: all right, all right, all right.
1: I'm still, I'm still one million percent convinced that Matthew McConaughey got the, that from from Coach Riley. One hundred percent.
0: Let's get let's get old McConaughey on the pod here, mm-hmm. and let's let's let him be honest. You know, yes. tell the truth. Yep. He's a big Ducks fan. You know, he he sits at home and he quacks along with the movie when he watches it. I can I can see it now.
1: Home theater system. Dude, that's a that just gave me a great idea. Matthew McConaughey replaces Emilio Estevez Game changer season two. That's that's something else. Matthew McConaughey as like a as like a free spirit hippie coach. Okay, that dude.
0: Do you think free spirit hippie coach or more like the car commercials laid back cool Matthew McConaughey? I think a little bit of both. Okay. Like a cool hippie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but his, like his, his sayings would be like, he would, he would try to hit you with knowledge. Like, like nice little, like proverbs or like words of wisdom. And they just don't make any sense. Yeah. Like, or they would be like misquoted proverbs
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a shtick that he would yeah. he would just hit you with misquoted proverbs yeah <laughs> i mean disney come over, on like, we've quote, said it a thousand times but yeah i mean let us they, let us
1: write the let us write the the or give us a give us our spin-off because yeah. now now that there, there's no emilio there's probably no ice palace i swear yeah. to god if winnie has gone i swear to fucking god I mean, better having, on. but if I mean, she is, get not, ready
0: for the first
1: episode rant. Here it oh, comes. She's
0: not going.
1: She's ah, not going to be there, dude. Brandon. We need to wanna, look at the
0: casting. We need to Google it.
1: I think they're about done with with writing. I think they're gonna. I think they. It's it's either like February or March. I think is when they're they're gonna start uh, production.
0: I feel like it's safe to say, you know, Disney Game Changers writing team. What you what? if what you think you have right now, you feel really good about. Let's just take it back to the chalkboard one more time. Let's just it's, run it back to the chalkboard one run, more time. Run it, run it through us. Okay. Yep. Hit up the cake eaters.
1: Yep. If 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 there's no Winnie, we're we're starting over. If there's no uh, Terry, we're fucking starting over.
0: We're gonna have some real beef, especially if Terry and Leah get or MJ in the in the show. Terry and MJ yeah, get yeah. bumped. Ah, travesty. They better not. Absolute travesty. All right, hold on. What else do you have for what else do you have for Coach um Do you have anything else? Because I mean, he's just. I mean, he is the representation of the Hawks. Like his attitude, his demeanor, his approach. mm -hmm. The Hawks were running fucking warm-up drills on their own while he goes and talks shit to the coaches in the hallways. Uh,
1: Um, I I just want like I want to point out that like I do think. He in in a weird roundabout way helped Bombay. I think. Yeah. I think if 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 Bombay does not have Coach Riley, if he has some like nice little schlub, dude, I think you, I think I I still think he drifts away from hockey because of his his dad dying. Um, yeah. And it, but it's done in a less dramatic and less uh traumatizing way that you don't get the you don't get the phoenix comeback story. He's just he becomes a, you know, uh middling level district attorney somewhere and we're just like you know, passes passes away with with little fanfare, you know. Yeah, you know,
0: it's uh tale as old as time, Brandon. Yep. A superhero needs their villain in order to become that exactly. hero, just like Batman and the Joker, we talked about Joker and Harley Quinn a little bit earlier mm-hmm. as our bad guy dynamic duos. You know, the the Joker would argue that Batman created him, and that exactly. he needs him to survive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and R- Riley created Riley is indirectly, well, I maybe even directly responsible one hundred for the ducks. Yeah, without 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 his his, his you know traumatizing of young children. We don't get any of this. Riley
0: created Bombay mm-hmm. and Bombay created the Ducks. What, what, for transitive property, Brandon, Riley created the
1: Ducks. Essentially, what I'm saying is he was a good coach and Bombay should, you know, dedicate or not dedicate. He should, he should, uh, appreciate what Jack Riley has done. Um, cause he helped him. He's, he's, uh, he, he was the, he was the perfect coach for Bombay at the time.
0: Great coach, questionable moral fiber. And let me let me explain just two quick call-outs as why, once again, besides the you know, the psychological warfare that he plays on kids, he called out a hit on a child in the championship game. Uh, so let's not forget yeah. about that. He called that, he asked for that,
1: he put his soldier McGill up to it. Kiddos. He did well, I mean, he didn't say. He didn't say hurt him. He said drop him, take him, like him a out. Bat. He said drop him like a bad habit. That's what yeah. he said. That's an that exact quote. That's an exact quote. Um, yeah. he
0: didn't say he's hurt dropping him. him, dropping him. What? What? How do you interpret dropping
1: him like a bad habit? I'm I, when I'm, I think of just, that, I'm I think it dropping
0: his ass with a little right hook. Yeah, but was, he, he
1: didn't. He didn't explicitly say to hurt him. What I'm saying is, it wouldn't, this wouldn't. This argument wouldn't hold up in a in a court of law. Keith. Okay. All right. So
0: not only that. But after Banks gets brought on to the team that he's supposed to be playing on, anyways, he's just the, following the rules. He's trying to cut a deal with the Pee Wee Hockey oh, Commission yeah, 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 yeah. to keep Banks on the team. Like Riley yeah. is not, you know, he's you got a great coach. They're trying to take, coach, a, they're, they're, trying to take
1: a, they're trying to take away a star player. You got to do what you got to do, you know. Great coach questionable moral
0: compass that's all i'm saying oh,
1: for sure but i mean you find fo- you find me a good coach that doesn't have questionable moral fiber and i'll call you a fucking liar Heath. trying to think of like a good guy coach like when john madden won
0: won the championship everybody loved john madden but i'm sure there were moments where he probably had questionable moral fiber <laughs> although we can't say that now he just passed away RIP you know listen to him call madden video like, no. games as a kid it was great it was
1: great it stuff. was great he, he revolutionized the the gaming world as well as the the football world but that doesn't yeah. mean you can't you can't speak bad about him uh, I, he I, also I, had i never some... i never understood the whole don't speak ill of the dead thing that that stuff i don't i don't understand if they did shitty things we can still talk about it you know you know what he did do he
0: raised awareness I don't think he did. towards athlete's foot with boom tough acting Yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah. So <laughs> think of all the think of all of the bacteria that he killed. Those bacteria had family heath. <laughs> athletes that didn't stand a
0: fucking chance with John Madden on the on the case.
1: <laughs> Going back to Coach Riley, though, you're forgetting the best part of the hit of the hit on Banks is okay. af, after McGill Gill does it and gets sent to the penalty box, the fist pump. The fist bump. Oh and he goes yeah. up to him and he's like, Yeah. Got him. Nailed it, dude. You Lit him just, up. You did your job. You're a great soldier. I appreciate you. All right. All right. So speaking of. See, so that that see, he's that he's clearly capable of giving praise when it's when it's due. You know, he's not he's not completely withholding of praise.
0: He's, he's praising a child hurting another child. No, he,
1: no, no, kind of carried out no on a stretcher. no, he's praising the kid for doing what he told them for, for following the orders, for being a good soldier. He's,
0: oh my gosh. You know who else just quietly followed orders, Brandon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if we want to go down <laughs> this road. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, who? too. <laughs> all of those
0: hydra soldiers in the marvel movies
1: okay that's, that's right. who brandon
0: do you want to be fucking hydra
1: and you know do you what want to be
0: cobra speaking of gi joes do you want to be part of cobra commander that's a fucking cobra movie. you know right what you, you know what i would want
1: though is if i was in those organizations and i did a good job i'd want somebody to say hey brandon could <laughs> you
0: you would want to you would want positive praise for yeah. for your successes hey brandon guess or, what
1: I just 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 hate to break this to you. A silent fist bump. A silent fist bump.
0: You are barking up the wrong tree if you are looking (laughs) for positive praise in a criminal organization. I just, I'm so sorry to lay that out there for you, but it's just, it's not going to happen. You think Mm -hmm. Thanos gave any of his kids positive praise? No. And look what happened. One turned against him.
1: Yeah, all all the the ones that have turned against him. the ones that have failed definitely were not giving out praise. But you, if you look at the, like the the mafia, some of the mafias are still going. I bet you they're giving they're giving praises. That's how you. That's how you. They get the, promotions. That's how you keep the organization going. Is you is you reward people when they do a good job.
0: You know. Yeah, they give them give them duffel it's bags all, full of it's money. A,
1: it's all about company culture, He's All about company culture. <laughs> it's the mob gives uh, the
0: mob company cultures is uh, duffel bags full of money, maybe a new car and a new <laughs> house.
1: I, I bet you. I bet you one thing, Keith. I bet you if you looked up mafia on Glassdoor, five stars. Great, <laughs> great place to work. Great, great
0: organization. <laughs> Wonderful leadership. Top yeah. of the line leadership. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. All right. So speaking of mafia and bad guys who are in charge, I have another question for you, Brandon. Because we okay. we talked about our favorite bad guy movie duo. And so I have another follow-up question and it is who is if you have one your favorite bad guy coach besides Riley of course right besides Riley, Riley, Riley Riley's, Riley's
1: number one for me for sure um
0: but I feel, I feel like I have a challenge I mean, for number one Brandon I have a challenge for the number one spot
1: well so so are you so, so let me let me get the the let me understand the question correctly is this Am I picking like the worst coach, or am I picking a bad guy coach that I like the most?
0: It's it's up to your. I'll leave it up to your interpretation. It's just bad guy coach. When you think bad guy coach in a cinematic, TV or movie, who do you pick?
1: So Jack Riley is is number one um, for. My favorite, my favorite bad guy, coach. Because, like I said, I think I think he was misunderstood. I think he was. I think he was the good guy throughout this whole movie. Okay. I mean, that's <laughs> it. That's it. We
0: okay. We hear your argument. Can I? Can I hit you with? Because I've had a lot of time to think about this since I okay. came up with the question. Because I think this this coach could, and I forget his name in the movie. So you're gonna have to help me when I announce it. But he is played by the one and only. John Voight, aka Angelina Jolie's papa, papa, big papa, big papa Voight. Big his papa. <laughs> his role in the cinematic masterpiece Varsity Blues as the bad guy coach. all okay. right right, okay. So he plays the head coach, Varsity Blues coach. And do
1: you his, remember his
0: name's Coach Kilmer? So, so I I've coach Kilmer that's yes okay coach Kilmer and I fucking love
1: Varsity Blues dude oh my
0: gosh great movie oh did I have so I actually saw Varsity Blues for the first time because I snuck into it because it was rated R when it came out in movie theaters me and my buddies we bought the PG-13 tickets to She's All That remember that Freddie Prinze classic Uh, and and She's All That but instead went to Varsity Blues and snuck in Okay,
1: mm-hmm. solid. I I saw Varsity Blues at a real young age, a, re- a real inappropriate age, honestly. Um, I saw because what that came out ninety nine. I'm pretty sure I saw it the year, if not the year after it came out. Yeah, because I was thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I would. But it been, was rated R. I would have been eight years old when I saw when I saw Varsity Blues. Oh, nice! Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. This is maybe a little soon for uh, some of the little, topless scenes, Definitely, right?
1: Yeah, definitely not not uh, the most appropriate age to be watching Varsity Blues, but uh, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a great fucking movie. Co- and yeah, Coach Kilmer. So Coach Kilmer has zero redeeming qualities.
0: None at all. Like he is an absolute psycho because there's the Billy Bob concussions, which this which. Mm-hmm. You know, the, looking back on what we know about concussions now, yeah. even that, though the was, NFL so, is slow to acknowledge it, like those
1: whoo. so the concussions, that whole thing was startling back then. Now yeah. it's it's, it's a, a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that, twice like, as watch, much. Yeah, looking back on watching that now, uh, oh my god, yeah, the the CTE, port yeah, Billy Bob, Billy Bob in in the Varsity Blues universe, Billy Bob no way he's still alive.
0: No, absolutely, yeah. He didn't. He didn't last very long. But the, what a great character, Billy Bob with the pet pig. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just great, great stuff. And then he convinced the quarterback to just, you know, shooting up an eighteen-year-old kid's knee and stuff. Like
1: it's not worth
0: it. None, of, none yeah. of that stuff is worth it in high school like that. Yeah. Coach, but, he,
1: he he ruined. Yeah, Coach, Coach Kilmer. He's he's shooting up everybody with, uh, with painkillers or yeah. Is, is yeah. that what it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's just painkillers. Um. Yeah. So he fucking he ruins Paul. I mean, this, this is really the Paul Walker show, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's Paul Paul Walkers. <laughs> I, you know, I like to believe that Paul Walker would have been a hawk.
0: You know. No, for sure. oh Oh, one hundred
1: percent, Paul Walker. And he would have. Oh, dude, he would have fucking crushed it as a hawk.
0: Uh, I mean, it would have been it would have been hard to cast him as a hawk because everyone would have fallen in love and they would have wanted to be on the Hawks instead of the Ducks a paul walker led
1: hawks team dude imagine no, people no, are getting no, on board with that no no offense to, to adam larusso because i think he does a fantastic job as banks but imagine paul walker as banks
0: but they don't want banks to outshine anyone else he would uh, he might have been too much spotlight on on the Banks spot
1: different, it yeah it would have been it would have been a, a Banks spotlight it would have been a different movie for sure but i mean paul, yeah paul walker and, um, and
0: but just to wrap up the Varsity Blues and John Voigt, what about like the very end when they finally are just like, no man, we're we're not messing with this. Like this isn't worth it. We're not yeah. following. And then Paul and Long becomes like, the coach. Yep, Paul Walker becomes coach, but he like walks out of the locker room. He's like, Let's go, let's go, let's oh, go. Yeah, that was uh, oh man, chilling. that is yeah, that is some great acting right there by <laughs> by our board boy Big Papa V. <laughs> yeah, big Papa V. Yeah, oh, I love, I uh, love listen. I mean, blues. we need yeah, we need John to come on and, and talk about
1: his nickname. Is there us. are there any connections so we can talk about varsity blues? Because I know I, well, I mean there's you have the James Vanderbeek, um, Joshua Jackson connection. They were both on Dawson's Creek, but I don't know if that's close enough to bring uh, to bring Varsity Blues into the the Cake Eater Canyon here. Yeah, I don't know. I just
0: I feel like it does
1: not quite fall under canon. You're right. Yeah, um, but uh, what but what? Yeah, so- yeah, James Vanderbeek out. All- like, l- listen to this cast list I got here: James Vanderbeek, Allie Larder, Paul Walker, Scott Kahn, dude as t- as Tweety. Uh, and then you had Amy Smart, John Voight, Jesse uh, Ple- Jesse Plemons, who's who's blowing up now. He's a fantastic fucking actor. I love Jesse Plemons. He plays, uh, I think he plays James Gandolfini's little brother, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. so. Uh, uh,
0: Amy Smart, man, I was she had a nice run there too, in the in that like stretch mm-hmm. of time, like ninety nine to to mid two thousands, early two thousands.
1: Sure. What a movie!
0: What a movie! Yeah. So so, anyways, that was, that is my that is my like only other bad guy coach that I can think of that
1: maybe give Riley for zero zero redeeming quality yeah I mean Riley. right in all honesty Riley probably doesn't have any redeeming qualities either but in my my biased opinion he does (laughs) yeah
0: it's it's just that like you know the the varsity blues that just those injuries were real (laughs) yeah and like it it was also the partying and like all that kind of stuff is like you know it's Oh the the
1: whipped cream scene, dude. Something else. That's... It, that it, that scene has stuck with eight year old Brandon. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, and that that day was when a lot of uh, young boys became men. <laughs> they watched that exactly. that
1: scene.
0: A quick message from our friends at Broken Forest Collective. Built on a passion for small batch and handcrafted products, Broken Forest provides high-quality casual wear and lifestyle goods that are American-made and built to outlast the fast fashion trends. They also plant a tree in Boulder, Colorado for every product sold. Visit BrokenForestCo.com and use the code CAKEEATERS15 for 15% off your order. Uh, so, so, all right, so, We've got our two, our, our gruesome twosome. We've got our leader, the, um, the one and only Coach Riley. What else do you do? You have any other final thoughts on our boy, Coach Jack Riley?
1: I think we I think we wrapped up Jack Riley good. Um one thing I want to point out though that I think is has always been a missed opportunity with D2. And then maybe even going into D three. Is I All think right, yeah, let's get into some Hawks disrespect here. Yeah, yeah. So I think a good like foil or a good a good like subplot to um D2 would have been having somebody from the hawks on team USA. Cuz I mean they they brought they brought in all the new kids, right? All, all yeah. the, you know the cat, uh Dwayne, Kenny, uh Lewis, all them. They brought in all those in Keenan. Um I think if you have if like if you would have brought Larson along. Yeah. Uh have been uh or uh what's the is it brown, the name of the kid that scores most of the goals? I think the, so.
0: And it's McGill. McGill is uh, what if you brought him McGill, McGill well, as like you can't, another bass you brother?
1: You can't no, you can't bring McGill And he, he he took he took out Banks. You can't bring McGill in. That's right, a, that's he's a hard done. no, Yeah, you yeah. could
0: bring Larson potentially.
1: You could yeah, because he, he was he was there showing concerns, you know. He yeah. had the what I assume is a change of heart. Um but yeah, okay. yeah. I think I think if you bring Larson in and then you have like a little subplot of like them learning to accept Larson into the into the Duck Gang. Um, Okay,
0: that's but okay, but don't you think that it would take away from like the Keenan storyline in D two? Like maybe that's why they wouldn't have done it because it would have gotten too convoluted with also bringing in Keenan to take Charlie's spot, which I never really understood that, but you
1: know, I think you could. I was say, I think you could take out. No, I think I think I don't think it would. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Maybe it you know, would. That's a, that's maybe a, it would be too much. That's a, um, I just think that it would be too. Because you then I, you'd have. I was gonna say Bombay you could, with the
0: Iceland trainer too. You know, it's just. Well,
1: we we, of... we we could cut that out. That that was that I was, that's one of the, the the plots. You could cut you could cut those three scenes out, replace them with three scenes about how much they hate Larson, and then boom, okay. good. Okay. Um, because I was gonna say maybe we you could you could bring keenan in as part of the original group of new people and then cut out the scenes of him like joining the team but those are good scenes i don't want to lose the street hockey i don't want to yeah you can't
0: that's where they did a stick glove shirt
1: yeah
0: you know like you can't cut that street ball scene
1: yeah no those Those are those are classics
0: street Um, ball street street puck. Um, all right, so um, that's a that's an interesting missed opportunity. I, I didn't mean to like burst your bubble, but I just got thinking like, man, you know, I, I it, love it would that be, idea. It's a, it's but a it, lot
1: of it's a lot of moving parts if you bring that in. Yeah, that's a, um, it, that just all of a you sudden could, you're like, honestly, wait, you could on? you could you could cut the pants scene where they pants the hawkers, and you could do like one, you could do one or two quick like bringing Larson into the fold scenes, you know.
0: Man, that's true. But they needed like cheeky ninety. It was just like some the times too, right? Like they yeah. wanted that like cheeky, funny kind of start. Yeah. And then the recruiting because it kicked off the recruiting.
1: Yeah. The crack um, attack
0: is back, Jack.
1: <laughs> we got to get one of those duck whistles. That's what we need. <laughs> that is that is great. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but yeah. So that that was the last kind of thing I had for the 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 Hawks was I it a little missed opportunity there but yeah and then the ultimate
0: missed opportunity we'll just we'll, we'll end it we can end it on this which is the game changers
1: yeah go, we going mentioned back to that the, the, the color change the color yeah, change we, the logo change because those the original hawks jerseys i know i've talked about this at least 15 times on this podcast but there was original hawks jerseys but both the the original one that bombay wears and then the one the redesigned ones that banks wears and McGillers are fantastic. They're, oh, they're, they
0: look so fucking cool. The black and the blue and like the silver, right? Like the white, the silver, yeah. whatever. Oh, man. It really. And it just it doesn't I just I didn't like it. I, I hated the color change. I hate that they are suddenly like in the, the worst team. Yeah, the, yeah. And the, but like like, that, that was
1: like an unnecessary ad. Yeah. You know? Just
0: keep them as the Hawks and just have them be like a regular team. You know, yeah. like I just, I didn't like it one bit. I hope yeah. that we get some some hawks like coming back in in the season two of the Game changer.
1: That's another. That's so that's another spinoff they can give us is the the hawks, it's the story of the hawks.
0: Yeah, and how they've like completely fallen apart because like it could go into the the Edina, you know the the cake eaters. They just got a little could, too big we for could,
1: their britches. You we know, wouldn't put in the work. Delve into some. We could delve into some real socioeconomic uh turmoil, you know. Oh, that's exactly what the people and, want
0: in the kids' yeah. hockey show is socioeconomic.
1: Some, yeah. T- talk about how a doing as 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 a as a community. <laughs> For, t- talk about some gerrymandering. Maybe, maybe, maybe they moved the lake back to being the border, you know. Oh, yeah. Like
0: maybe the uh the what is it, the 08 housing crisis, like really hit hard in Adina a lot yeah. of families, you know, lost their lost their way and those yeah. hawks got they got shipped a, out into other yeah, you know, districts. Exodus, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's something that the people would love for us to what go you, into. The 08 housing bubble bursting in a Dinah. Instead of it being like a Disney,
1: instead of it being like a Disney Channel Plus uh spin-off series, we it'd be like like in HBO Max like uh drama <laughs> well it's, listen it's
0: I'm, I'm listen i'm trying to get us into the hbo max realm Do you remember how we were going to kill off bombay with having the ice palace collapsing onto him <laughs> like the like the wicked Witch of the east and, yeah. and the wizard of oz like that's what that's how Game Changer <laughs> well, starts. It's just, yeah, just bombay's shoes in a flannel <laughs> But uh okay, but anyways, you know, we just hopefully the game changers will put some respect on the fucking name yes. of the hawks here mm-hmm. for season two. That's all we're asking. Yes. You know, we may not be asking nicely, that's, but I, we're asking I, that, that, that that's all we're demanding. That's all we're <laughs> that's all we're demanding from you,
1: yeah.
0: Disney. God, put some fucking respect on that hawk's name.
1: Yes. Yes. Ugh. That was that was still so heartbreaking every time. Every time I think about the, the Hawks, the new Hawks, it's not the same. Not the same.
0: That's right. But we're going to end this on a little bit more of a positive note because we have spent this episode doing what we do best. We're talking the Hawks version of the Ducks. We're being just a couple cake eaters, you know, rapping back and forth, Brandon. It's what we do. Eating that cake. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Please remember to follow and like us on Instagram at The Cake Eaters Pod, on Twitter at The Cake Eaters. Also reach out to us via email, thecakeeaterspod at gmail.com or visit our website, thecakeeaterspod.com.